let the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up. So let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome God. Everybody come and see. Everybody come and see. God loves kids like you and me. Push us far away. He won't push us far away. In his love, he'll let us stay. He loves me still I will sing a thank you song I will sing a thank you song Maybe you can sing along Maybe you can sing along Thank you God for loving me He loves me still He loves me still He loves me still Jesus loves me this time. 
Some people say you are what you eat, but maybe they should be saying you are what you think. Just like we need to be careful what kind of food we put into our bodies, we need to guard what kind of thoughts we put into our minds. From Philippians 4, verse 8. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, Think about such things. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. Think about such things. If anything is excellent, excellent. if anything is praiseworthy, praiseworthy. Think, about, think about, think about, think about such things. Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible and Living Sound. But sir, the Jordan is swift and deep here, and we are not all soldiers and warriors. We have women, children, and old folk with us, and it is the middle of the night, dark. How can we possibly cross over safely? We will have to find a way, General. The message from Hushai clearly stated that to remain on this side of the Jordan endangers our cause and our people. We must cross over tonight. I'll see you on the other side in the morning, dear. We'll be waiting, David. Goodbye. Oh, God, protect her. Protect all thy people as we obey thy counsel and cross over the mighty River Jordan. Give me well, special wisdom. They're half across and no casualties yet. I, I knew you could do it, General. The idea of a rope stretched across was brilliant, sir. And Who I... is in charge on the other side? Abishai. I also have priests at the river's edge helping the women and children out and blessing all. When will you cross, Your Majesty? Me? I shall be the last one, Joab. By morning, there lacked not one of them that was not safely across the Jordan. Well, Majesty, you did it. You got them safely across the Jordan. Now we're safe from Prince Absalom. God did it, General, not me. I, uh, I wish to speak for a moment to the people. Yes, sire. Quiet! Quiet! People of Israel, 
Your king wishes to speak. Silence! This night we have seen a miracle. We shall now lift our voices in praise to the Lord God of Israel. How I love thy law, O God! How I love thy law, O God! Thy commandments have made me wiser than mine enemies. Thy commandments have made me wiser than mine enemies. For thy testimonies are my meditation. For thy testimonies are my meditation. General, get the people ready. We're moving away from the river, Jordan, back to Mayanaim. Ah, David, sir, a wise move. Mayanaim was the royal capital of Ishbosheth, and it is strongly fortified. Our people will be safe there. But, sir, how about the people of Mahanaim? Are they friendly or hostile? Well, that remains to be seen, Joab. But we have no choice. We have to take a chance. As an elder of uh, Mahanaim, Your Majesty, I welcome you and your people to our city. We wish to assure you that our sympathies are with you. We will do all in our power to aid you and your cause. If there is anything else you need, just let us know, Your Majesty. You and the other wealthy tribesmen have already brought many provisions and gifts. Thank you very much. Oh, David, dear, another group has just joined your forces. We have more friends than we thought. Uh, things did look dark, but as always, trust in God made things turn out all right. Uh, we were fearful lest we had too few men to wage war with Absalom. But look how many have joined us. We thought we might starve, but the tribesmen have been generous beyond all hopes or dreams. Your Majesty, please excuse this intrusion, but word has just come that... Absalom has left Jerusalem and is on his way here. You, you did quite right notifying me immediately. Will you excuse me, my dear, while I counsel with my captains and statesmen? Of course, David. Who is the commander of Absalom's forces? Amasa, sire. Oh, my nephew, eh? An efficient warrior. His force is at large. Very large, Your Majesty but undisciplined and poorly trained. Your opinion, Joab, as to the outcome of a conflict between us? Against our tried and experienced soldiers, they haven't a chance, sir. We'll cut them down like wheat. Yes, that's my opinion exactly. Uh, gather our men together immediately. I shall personally lead them to battle against Absalom. You, sire? I'm experienced too, you know. Yes, Your Majesty, but... That isn't the... Well, sir, surely you realize that as king, you're worth thousands of common soldiers. I think you should remain here, in safety. And I'm sure your counselors and statesmen and all the people agree. And David was persuaded to stay at Maonaim and let Joab, Abishai, and Ittai lead the army against Absalom. From the walls of the city, David could see the long line of the approaching army of Absalom. O oh God of creation, merciful and loving God, give our brave soldiers victory over the approaching rebels. And yet, O oh God, 
forget not my son Absalom who leads the rebels. Give him my crown, my kingdom, give him anything if it be thy will. But save him, O oh Lord. He is a rebellious son, but I love and pity. As his army filed out of the city gates, David stood by encouraging his faithful soldiers, bidding them go forth trusting in God for victory. Joab led the first column. Joab! Joab! If you... Please, deal gently with Absalom for my sake. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to add these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1 800 634 zero two three four that's one eight hundred six three four zero two three four now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye
Have you ever seen so many cereal boxes before? There are a bunch of them. Some with pictures of animals, some with bowls of fruit and milk, and some with cartoon characters. How are we supposed to pick one for our camping trip? Is there one with a picture of a tent on it? <laughs> Let's see. What did the nurse tell us last week in school? She said if a snake bites you, don't suck out the poison? No, before that. She said that we should only buy food that has a very short list of ingredients on the package. And she said don't buy cereal that's loaded with sugar. Okay, we know that ingredients are listed in order. The first item that's in here is the most. So here's a cool box. Let's see. First item, sugar. This one, too. Sugar right at the top. And this one. And this one. She said watch out for words like evaporated cane juice or corn syrup or even natural sweetener. They're just different words for sugar. Hey, this one says that sugar is number three. Nope. Why? Read what comes next. There are a bunch of words I can't pronounce. The nurse said that if we can't pronounce it, our stomachs probably can't digest it. Try again. Okay, here's a cereal that has just one thing in the ingredients list. 100% whole wheat. That's all? That's all. Then that's it. Dump a little honey, fresh fruit and soy milk on there, and we're eating healthy. You sound like a commercial. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on Earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Ms. Kathy, I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. In the case of the secret code, Willie starts getting strange messages on his computer. Could they really be from God? Chapter 4, The Vanishing Library Book Hello, this is Willie Teller, Willie said as he answered the telephone Monday morning. Willie, this is Mrs. Hutchinson at the Mill Valley Public Library. You have an overdue book, Dog Heroes of World War II. It was due two weeks ago. I I don't think I have that book anymore, Willie said, but he didn't remember returning it either. Well, Willie, I hope you understand that if you lose a book, you are responsible for paying for it. In this case, we are talking about $10 plus a $5 fine. $15? Willie knew he didn't have that kind of money. I'm sorry, but in two days you must either return the book or pay the money, Mrs. Hutchinson said. Willie hung up the receiver and stared at the wall. Where could the book be? Where could he get the money to replace it? He wheeled back down to his room and decided that he would search the room even though in his heart he knew it wasn't there. Fifteen dollars! The more Willie thought about it, the more miserable he became. Hot tears began to fall as he struggled through the last shelf of his bookcase. Willie, what's wrong? Grandpa stood in the doorway with a concerned look on his face. I've lost a library book and now they say I owe them fifteen dollars, Willie sobbed. I could give you the money, Grandpa said. Well, that wouldn't really be fair, Willie said. You didn't lose the book. Did you pray about it, Grandpa asked. Immediately, Willie thought of Mrs. Shue and her talk about prayer. Ask, and it shall be given unto you, Mrs. Shue had read. Seek, and you shall find. Is God really concerned about my missing library book, even if it's my fault, Willie wondered. He looked up at Grandpa. Thanks, Grandpa. 
When Grandpa left his room, Willie bowed his head and folded his hands. God, a lot of things have been happening in the last few days to make me wonder about you. It's my fault I lost that library book, but would you help me find it anyway? I don't like to ask for help, even from Grandpa, but Mrs. Shue says I can ask you for help any time, so I am. Thanks for being my friend. In Jesus' name, amen. Willie wondered why he'd made that last statement, thanks for being my friend, and wondered if it had anything to do with his messages on the computer. The only difference is that I see God working in my life, and you're just a pen pal, he had written in the message to G period O period D period the night before. Did God work in his life? Could he see that? Through the window, he saw the mail carrier walk along the sidewalk and come toward their house. Mr. Davis carried a brown package, a lot like the one the modem had come in. A strange chill went down Willie's spine. He raced in his wheelchair to pull the door open. Got a package for you, Willie, the mail carrier said. Is it another modem or maybe a computer game? I don't know, Willie said. He reached out eagerly for the package. On the front, it was clearly addressed to Willie Teller and had the right address. In the upper left corner, where the return address should have been, it simply said G period, O period, D period. God sent me my book back, Willie whispered. He tore the package open. Inside was the missing library book. What? The mail carrier cupped his hand by his ear. I didn't quite catch that. I said, God sent me my library book back, Willie said, grinning ear to ear. G period, O period, D period is really God. He showed the mail carrier the return address on the package. The mail carrier looked surprised. Now, Willie, I wouldn't go jumping to any conclusions there. I mean, just because the initials G period, O period, D period are on the package. But, Mr. Davis, you don't understand. Only my grandfather, Mrs. Hutchinson at the library, and God knew that I had lost this book. Who else could it be? Well, Willie, over the years, I've seen God work in the lives of many people, and most times God answers prayer by using those of us who claim to be Christians. After all, that's what we're here for, isn't it? I still think it was a miracle, Willie said to himself. The way he explained it to Mrs. Hutchinson, she almost believed that angels had placed the book directly in Willie's hands. As he wheeled toward the library exit, he saw Dee Dee coming in. Dee Dee, I saw a miracle, Willie said. Oh, yeah? Dee Dee raised one eyebrow. What did you see? Did Coco turn into a Shetland pony? No, a real miracle, Willie said without hesitating. I lost a library book and asked God to help me find it, and he did. Now, which God is this? Is that G period, O period, D period, or the real one in heaven? I think they may be the same one, Willie said quietly. Dee Dee shook her head. No way. Willie told her about the package with the G period, O period, D period initials on it. Didn't anyone ever tell you that God can use people to answer your prayers as well? Dee Dee pushed her face close to Willie's. Well, and here's something else to think about, Dee Dee said. Chris and Maria's computer has a modem too. Willie frowned at Dee Dee skeptically. How do you know? Dee Dee smiled as if she had just won a race. Their mom and my mom were talking. Mrs. Vargas told her about the messages you've been getting. She said that in the two years since they got their modem, they have never gotten messages like that. Willie looked at her silently, deep in thought. You're sure about this? Sure, I'm sure, Dee Dee said. But don't take my word for it. Why don't you check it out yourself? Willie didn't answer. All right, I will, he said silently. Well, how goes the mystery? Dad asked that evening on the phone. Not too good, Willie said. Every time I think I have it figured out, another clue makes me change my mind. Well, sometimes it helps to just lay all the facts out, Dad said. Tell me about it. Okay, 
First, let me describe the mystery person, Willie said. The mystery person is a he or she who goes by the handle of G period, O period, D period, whatever that means. They have sent me two different number codes. The first was a computer riddle, something that only Grandpa, Chris, and Maria, and the people on the bulletin board know that I was doing. The second code was a personal message that welcomed me to the bulletin board and said they hoped to hear from me again. They also said that they had been watching me a long time. So it's someone who knows you, even if you don't really know them, Dad said. And they knew enough about me to return my library book, Willie added. Okay, who do you think it might be, Dad said. First, Willie hesitated for an embarrassed few seconds, there's you and Mom. Dad chuckled in response. Okay, he said. After all, I could have left the library book in your van, and you could have mailed it back from where you are. Well, maybe. Look at the postmark on the package. Okay. Willie lifted the brown paper and looked at the postal mark in the corner. It says it was mailed from here in town, but you could have mailed it before you left. Look at the date. We left on the 15th. Willie looked at it. Okay, you're clean. It was mailed on the 17th. Thanks, detective. Dad chuckled again. At least you're finding out who couldn't have done it. And then there's Grandpa and Maria and Chris and all the people on the computer bulletin board. Well, here's something that might help. Take a look at the handwriting on the package. Willie looked at the package again. Yeah, it's got handwriting on it. All you have to do is match the handwriting and I have the mystery person, Willie finished the thought. Thanks, Dad. I love you. I love you too, Willie. Happy hunting. Willie hung up the phone and smiled to himself. The answer was so simple. All he had to do was get samples of the suspect's handwriting and compare, and he knew just where to start. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 2, The Case of the Secret Code, written by Glenn Robinson, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become so let the children come please let the children come children's bible journey was brought to you by 3abn australia radio and is a production of life talk radio at lifetalk.net